the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church located in Los Angeles, California. Everything we do at Shepherd is based around John 3.14 that teaches us to lift up the name of Jesus that the world might believe. We want to come alongside you in your journey with God and help you become stronger in your faith so you can better serve Jesus and share him with others. Our pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with his message for us today. Topography. I want you to say the word topography. Uh, Topography is the study of the shape and features of land surfaces. And topography teaches us that you can never be in a valley unless you're positioned between two different mountains. That's what makes a valley. I think of being in the valley. I always uh, remember uh, Bishop Ulmer who once said, by definition, if you're in a valley... All it means is that you have left one mountaintop and you're on your way to the next mountaintop. Can someone say amen? And the in-between part, the valley, is where I'm often weighed down. It's in the valley where I often find myself discouraged. And so I guess what I want you to know and get from this sermon today is that your journey, uh, wherever you are in life right now, is not yet over. That whatever valley you're facing, whatever valley you find yourself, that you're not alone, that God is always with you. Amen? Amen. And amen. I want to look at six great valleys. Each of these six valleys is a picture of how God is with us in the valley. Valley number one, write this down, is the valley of Siddim. This is the valley of the slime pits, the valley of the tar pits. This first valley, the Valley of Siddim, is for someone here today where you feel like you're at the lowest point of your life, you are in the literally depths of the valley, and you think that everyone has given up on you and that no one cares about you and that no one understands you, and you finally get to a point where you think there's absolutely no way out and there's no one who cares. I want you to know that God is with you even in that valley. Number two is the Valley of Eshkol. Eshkol is located just inside of what's called the Promised Land. Eshkol is the place where the Jews had to make a life-changing decision. Write that down. They had to decide right there on the edge of the Promised Land. Are we going to obey God and enter into the Promised Land? Or are we going to disobey God and go back to the land called the wilderness? The valley of Eshkol is really the valley of decision. And I just want you to know that every decision you make, that God is with you. I don't care what the decision is. 
Uh, God is there. He, uh, some of you are thinking about getting married. Some of you are thinking about getting unmarried. Some of you are thinking about some financial decision. Some of you are seeking God's will concerning some issue, like maybe you're thinking about moving out of state, or you're thinking about some life change direction, or your relationship with God. Learn this, hear this, that the moment you became a Christian, God put His Spirit, His presence inside of you called the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is here to counsel you, to guide you, to direct you, to lead you. Number three is the Kidron Valley. The Valley of Kidron is also called the Valley of the Kings. That valley that exists between Jerusalem and the Mount of Olives, there's a massive cemetery that's located in the Kidron Valley. That valley is called the Kidron Valley. Of course, Jewish people would never bury their dead inside the city walls. They would always bury their loved ones outside the city walls. And the Kidron Valley to the east of Jerusalem is where Jewish people believe that one day the Messiah will appear. Now, most Jewish people are waiting for Jesus to appear the first time. Those of us who are believers and even Jewish believers believe that Jesus has already come the first time. We're waiting for him to come the second time. Can someone say amen? But Jewish people who are living in Jerusalem believe that the Messiah has not yet appeared, but they believe that when he does appear, that he will appear from the east, and that he will raise the dead, and he will judge mankind, and then he will enter into what's called Mount Moriah. We know in the Kidron Valley, we believe that James is buried in that cemetery. Some say that Samson is buried in that cemetery. We know that Absalom is buried in that cemetery, and Zechariah is buried in the Kidron Valley. The Valley of Kidron, write this down, is the Valley of Suffering. I want you again to think about Psalm 23, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What is the valley of the shadow of death? What is that? The valley of the shadow of death. Well, it's not death, it's the shadow of death. So it either, it's that point in your life where you think you're going to die, you're not dead, but you think you're going to die. You're in the shadow of death. Or perhaps it means that you're actually walking among those who have already died. And you're in the shadow of their casket, so to speak. Can you imagine when you look at this cemetery, the amount of suffering, not from the people who died, but from the families of those who buried their loved ones. Whenever I drive by a cemetery, whatever cemetery I go through, I can't help but think of the grieving and the suffering, not of those who've died, those who've been laid to rest, but from the family members who have laid loved ones to rest. And I just want you to know that God is in the valley of Siddim. He is there in the valley of sin, wooing you out of that valley. God is in the valley of Eshkol, the valley of decision. But God is also in the Kidron Valley, the valley of suffering. You are not alone. There are people all over this room that are suffering from every imaginable uh, possibility of things in their life that they are broken and they're hurting and they're suffering and they think that there's no one who cares and no one who understands, but I want you to know that God is with you in your suffering. He is with you in your suffering. 
Number four is the Valley of Elah. Everybody say Elah. Elah is the exact place. It is the exact place where 12-year-old David, with his little slingshot, defeated the giant from Gath named Goliath. The Valley of Elah represents the Valley of the Battle, where battles are fought. I want you to remember that every battle you face, that God is with you. There are people here today who are battling with sin. Some of you are battling with temptation. Some of you are battling right now with some addiction in your life. Some of you are battling with cancer. Some of you are battling with unemployment. Some of you are battling just your own emotions. Some relationship struggle, a financial struggle, a health struggle, a battle with your heart and for your soul. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You're not thinking straight if you don't understand that all of the battles that we face are spiritual battles. They're not physical battles. They're spiritual battles. And that's why Ephesians 6.10 tells us to put on the full armor of God and to be strong in the Lord and to be strong in His mighty power. Why would the Bible tell us to be strong in His mighty power? Well, it's because your power is not enough. Your strength is not enough. Your wisdom is not enough. But God's power and God's strength and God's Spirit and God's wisdom is more than enough. To get you through any battle. You know the story when David was out to fight that giant that Saul put his coat of armor on a little 12-year-old boy and a little 12-year-old boy put that big coat on and he couldn't even walk with that coat on. That coat represented man's power. So David, just a 12-year-old boy, he took that coat off. He went out there and faced that giant. Had nothing but his little slingshot. But he had put on the armor of God. And the Bible says he defeated that giant that day. David knew the text in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 15, that says, The battle is not yours, but the battle belongs to God. The psalmist says, I will fear no evil. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I just want you to remember that whatever battle you're facing today, that God is with you. The fifth valley is the Valley of Achor. The Valley of Achor, you can read about this valley in Joshua chapter 7. There's a guy named Achan. Achan, uh, it's kind of a crazy story, but God told the Israelites, when you go in and you capture a city, don't take anything for yourself. And one guy, one guy, Achan, he went in a tent and stole some things. And the Bible says, if you've never read this story, you need to read the story, that God punished all of Israel because one guy messed up. The Valley of Achor, write this down, is where discipline happens. It's the Valley of Discipline. A couple of weeks ago, my parents, and I've not heard this in a couple of years, they called me on a speakerphone and they were both in a good mood. And they're always in a good mood, I mean, from time to time, but they've been through so many struggles health-wise that it was just, uh, 
you know, it was just strange to hear them both so bubbly. And they were driving in a car, and Dad says, Son, I got you on a speakerphone. And he goes, Your mother and I were thinking, we were just wondering, do you ever remember any one of, either one of us ever spanking you? <laughs> see, they're almost 90, see? So they're starting to lose a little bit. You know what I'm talking about? My dad says, Thunder, we just wonder if, you, if we, are, we can't remember any one of us ever spoke. I said, are you serious? <laughs> and then they fall, dad follow. He goes, well, son, can you tell me one time, can you, like, you name an instant when you spank? I said, dad, I can give you, how much time do you have? <laughs> and I said, dad, do you remember the one time you spanked us? You spanked me once. I didn't do anything wrong. Here's the story, and, I, and I've told this a long time ago, but we, had, we have five children, but at one time, four of us were all going to the same elementary school. Imagine that. Four children all going to the same elementary school, and we walked to school. We, you know, we used to play games all the way there and all the way home. There were no yard. There were no fences up. We played in people's backyard, the front yard. We just played games all the way back and forth to school. Evidently, there was some parent in the neighborhood, some, some resident that got upset with all the kids and, and complained and called the school. And so the school issued an edict to all the parents that said, uh, please keep your children on the sidewalk to and from school. And so my dad sat all four of us kids down and he said, if any of you get off the sidewalk, I'm going to spank all four of you. And to me, that meant to stay in the middle of the sidewalk all the way to school and back. To my brother Dean, it meant to see if you could get home without touching concrete. <laughs> and you jump over them. And when we got home, I go, Dad, you spanked all four of us. You spanked me and I didn't even do anything wrong. And he laughed. He said, well, you did do something wrong. I go, what's that? He goes, you should have kept your brother on the sidewalk. I said, Dad, you and all your spankings couldn't keep your son on the sidewalk. What do I have to do with him? It was a story of Achan, wasn't it? But Dad laid down the rules, and if we broke the rules, we were disciplined. Now, when we got older, we realized that our father's discipline was because he loved us. And the Bible... The Bible says, this is in the Bible, this is why you need to read your Bible... That the Lord disciplines those that he loves. And he punishes those that he accepts as his son. And so I say all this to say this, that whenever you're being disciplined by God, don't think that God has turned his back upon you. And there are a thousand, literally a thousand different ways that God can discipline us. But remember, even in the valley of Achor, in the valley of discipline that the Lord is there as well. You have a box there. I want you to write this down as quickly as you can. This is all extra stuff just for you to chew on. Number one, valleys are inevitable. You can't escape a valley. The Bible, Jesus said in John 16, in this world you will have what? So this goes against all the health, wealth, and prosperity gospels, preachers. Jesus said, in this world you're going to have problems. Valleys are inevitable. Number two, valleys are unpredictable. You don't know when they're going to happen. Jeremiah said in Jeremiah chapter 4, he said, in an instant, in an instant, my tents were all destroyed. You don't, you don't know when your life is going to look like it's being destroyed. 
Valleys are inevitable. They're unpredictable. Number three, valleys are impartial. The Bible says that the sun rises on both the evil and the good. The Bible says that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. But not only are valleys inevitable, unpredictable, impartial, here's what you need to get in your heart today, that valleys are only temporary. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, no valley, no valley is permanent. So many people, they call, oh, i got to talk to you. i got these problems. Okay, what's the problem? They talk for an hour telling me all their problems. Six months from now, they can't even remember what they were all upset about. <laughs> it's true. Your struggle, your valley, give it some time. Eventually, you will find that problem solved. Don't live life thinking that you were destined for the valleys. The valleys are the period of drawing you near to God before he brings you to that next mountaintop. And number six is the Valley of Jezreel. One of the most important valleys in the entire Bible is the Valley of Jezreel. There's this little tell, little hill called the Tell of Megiddo. And from that tell, you can look across, and I have a picture of this valley, the Valley of Jezreel. It's the last great battle, what we know as the Battle of Armageddon, will be fought by the kings of the earth. And according to Revelation chapter 16, verse 16, it's the place where the Antichrist will rise up and attempt to conquer the entire world. And Satan will attempt to be the king of the world. But the valley of Jezreel is where the Lord will descend from heaven and he will come riding in on a white horse and he will wear the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords and we shall reign with him forever. So the valley of Jezreel is the valley where victory comes. It's the place where the last battle will be fought. Christ will reign for all of eternity. And it again takes me back to that valley that you find yourself in today, whatever valley it is, that that valley, valleys are inevitable, they're unpredictable, they're impartial, but all valleys, all valleys are just temporary. Donald Barnhouse is a pastor, was a pastor of a large church in Philadelphia, and his wife died and left him to raise two young daughters by himself. He realized that he had to say something to his daughters to comfort his daughters and to put things in perspective, something he himself was already struggling with. And he was on his way to the funeral. And he was driving and he came to a stoplight. The sun was shining brightly. And as he was waiting at that stoplight, this big truck came along next to him and blocked the sun and cast a dark shadow inside his car. And he turned to his girls and he said, girls, I got a question for you. He asked, what would you rather be hit by, a truck or a shadow of a truck? Oh, daddy, that's a silly question, they said. Shadows can't hurt you. Shadows can't hurt you. 
And indeed, every valley you face, every valley you face is but a shadow. It can't really hurt you, can they? The psalmist said, even though I walked through the valley of just a shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you, O God, are with me. True security is not found in the absence of pain. You'll never be absent of pain. But true security is found in the presence of a shepherd in the midst of your pain. And this is true not just theologically. It's true not just scripturally, but it's true experientially. Hindsight is always twenty twenty. When you look back over your life and you see all the mountaintops and the valleys, as you look back over your life, And every time you were in a valley, you can see that God was with you in that valley. And yet for some reason, when I find myself in a valley today, I forget what I see in my past. And I struggle and wonder, how am I going to get through this? I was but eight years of age. When I gave my life to Christ, it was a Sunday morning, I walked down an aisle, this aisle. I was sitting with my mama, an eight-year-old boy. And I stepped out and I came down to the front and my dad baptized me into Jesus Christ. That was a long time ago. But from that day till this day, God has always been here. When I was a teenager and I was struggling with my faith, God was there. And when I went to college and I was a, a million miles from home, He was there. And I was a young man trying to figure out how to be a husband and a father, which I'm still trying to figure out. God is still there. And when I started pastoring my first church, I got ran out of the church because I was too bold. God was there. And when we merged two churches together uh, of two different denominational backgrounds, God was there. And when my sister, my sister lost her four-year-old son to cancer, God was there. And not too long ago, when my brother was diagnosed with a rare form of bone cancer, God was there. And today, this very moment, as my father lies in a hospital room, and as my wife's father lies in a hospital room in the Midwest, God is still there. I do not know. I do not know. I do not know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. 
That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash and then the word reach. The secret to overcoming any obstacle you are facing today is revealed through one of the most extraordinary victories ever recorded in the Bible, the Battle of Jericho. Joshua and the Israelites followed God's unusual plan to walk around the heavily fortified walls of Jericho for seven days. The Lord promised that at the end of those seven days, he would cause the walls of that famed city to fall, allowing his people to take possession of the promised land. In his book, Walls Fall Down, Pastor Dudley Rutherford shows us how the seven spiritual principles in this story are available for all of us today. You will learn how the foundation behind Joshua's victory is the key to overcoming your own hurdles and unsolvable issues. When you choose to do things God's way, walls crumble, victory replaces defeat, and a blessed future unfolds. Pastor Dudley's book, Walls Fall Down, is available for a gift of any size to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. This invaluable resource can be yours right now by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also order this book directly from our website, liftupjesus.com. That address again is liftupjesus.com. Discover how your personal Jericho battle is no match for the power of an awesome God. Call us right now and receive your copy of Walls Fall Down by Pastor Dudley Rutherford today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at the same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.